I yeah, so I uh, I like Pi as a character. When Stephanie was watching me for a minute there, she was like she was thinking that Pi was the main character. Uh, she sort of is like given the spotlight when we're in her hometown for a while there. Um, but then she also is like the damsel in distress running away from the roly polies and all that stuff. So I I don't know. Um, you said her voice actress is super annoying in English. Uh, but I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know if I, I could put, pick out like the most annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just—it almost sounded like a, a man trying to play a woman. I, I, it just had a very weird. And maybe it's just like I've dealt with people who have a similar voice, and so like I have like audio aversion to it. Okay. But I don't know. There's just something about her voice that, always, that I found kind of weird, and yeah. it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I. Which is the girl? I I like the. Uh... I like the voice acting in Japanese. It's, um, it's not annoying because it's all so different, uh, and like right. each character is, you know, pretty distinct. Um, it seems to match their whole personality pretty well. So, yeah, I, I got no complaints about that. Well, that's good. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh. Let me take a step back because there actually was some other news that I meant to bring up before we jump, jumped into World's End Club. Yeah. Uh, did you see that apparently it was? I forget what the the organization is called, but they basically some some former um, employee of Nintendo was like cleaning out, I guess their house or attic or office or something, and they found a bunch of floppy disks yes. um, with Earthbound on it. Did you hear about that? I heard something about this. I- so I thought it was just like a, was it just a text, um, like a, an early stage of the text uh, translation file or something? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how far, if it like actually showed the game or if it was just the text. I mean, I have to imagine it was probably just the text. But yeah, um, I was watching a video before class about, uh, about that. I wasn't really paying attention, but it, it was talking about how um you know in onet when uh you're fighting the police force um you were said like originally maybe supposed to fight all five of the the officers Uh before you fought um uh and so like it had text for that there's like a bunch of other things i I didn't really watch it because i was kind of in a hurry but um yeah so that was pretty cool yeah I, so I think that Ryan sent me a link to that or uh, some article about it. Um, but I mean, it's, yeah, it's way cool that stuff is still being discovered. And I think something the article pointed out was like, it's partly because people are starting to get really interested in preservation and, you know, documenting all this stuff from, uh, the early years of, um, you know, modern video games or whatever. Uh, so I guess theoretically lots more stuff could come to light, uh, as people, yeah, go through all their old files and floppy disks and whatnot. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I know 
yeah. you know, created a long time ago that have just been lost. Like there's no copies of them. Uh, and so like, yeah, those weren't preserved and they're like, there's like people know that they exist. Uh, there's just no footage of it. Cause like the part, I think, I think like one of the, the major studios had like a fire and it just took out like a ton of their old movies. And that was, it was like the only copy. Um, okay. So you're right. It's nice that uh, we're preserving kind of the history of video games and its progression and that we're not too far removed from when that was happening. Yeah. Um, and obviously that we have the tools to be able to preserve it. Um, oh but God. yeah, no, I mean, it, that, it's a, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I think the uh, the Earthbound one in particular is a pretty cool example. Um, it's uh, so it's picked up by this video game history foundation, which I think is yeah, pretty much the it's pretty much like the the most legit. Uh, I don't know, nonprofit or whatever you want to call it, organization that is in this whole space that I know of. Um, they also get uh, Clyde Mandolin to do the article about it. I guess he must have done some of the analysis too. Um, yeah. Which, you know, he's like legendary for doing the fan translation of um, Mother 3. And he does, he also did like a whole book about the Earthbound um, and Mother Two stuff about the text. Yeah. Um, so, which I have, which I love. Yeah, uh, he said it's a beast. Well, he was uh, uh, yeah. In the video I was watching, and it was from the video game, whatever you were saying. Um, I don't know the name of the organization, but yeah. Uh, they were saying that the guy you just referenced said that there would probably be, he could do like a whole nother book on the differences that were on these floppy disks. <laughs> um, which is pretty crazy to think that, yeah, you just, these things just pop up. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, but it just, it's a shame because so much of this stuff is going to get, like, you know, for every disk that we find of Earthbound, there's, you know, thousands of other discs that just get like thrown away Um, because especially, I mean, if I'm like, if I found a floppy disc, you know, one of those like, Oh, I like, I'd have no idea of like where to even go to check what's on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Uh, was the thing. So like they thought that the disc had been wiped, but then they were able to recover the data off it somehow. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the hardware involved might be might be but clearly it's out there right so there's hope uh yeah but i mean it was just lucky for for every guy like this who like finds it and and takes it upon himself i know whenever like i'm cleaning that kind of stuff i just i would just throw it away yeah all right whatever Uh, um especially when it's something that looks that i mean i guess this one had earthbound written on it so that probably prompted him to like look more into it but like, you know, if my mom's cleaning out my stuff, she would just, oh, here's a floppy disk, just throwing it away. Right. Um, it, on the outside, it doesn't appear to have any kind of, like, value. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're probably the last generation to even recognize what a floppy disk like that is. Um, 
I, yeah, we, we kind of yeah. just caught the tail end of that early era of computers and this like huge transition now to where hardware Which, is like a, a thing of the past. Yeah. Well, it begs the question, like, are they ever going to change? I guess, you know, I'm going to open it up right now. Let's see here. Because for some reason, wait, okay, hold on a second. No, they don't even have it. I, I was trying to think if we still use the floppy disk as like the save symbol on like word processors oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So like, I wonder if that's the only way that they'll know that it's a relic unless you have to kind of like, go over. But yeah, like, no, you're right. It, it's, they're never going to, like that generation's never going to have to know what a floppy disk was. Yeah. Just like we didn't know what the hell the old computers were where they had like all those cards that were like punched with holes mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. for however like I, I don't know how it worked, but could do computing that way. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I mean uh the the kind yeah, like you said, the symbol of the floppy disk, that shape is still used, I think, yeah, to to represent like save. But like, even the idea of saving something is kind of going away at this point because everything's just like auto saving all the time, right? You like, you might never be able to lose anything ever again um, in the future if, if it doesn't like exist on any actual, you know, disk or even a, on really on a hard drive in most cases it's really just like somewhere in the cloud uh yeah i don't know if that that idea of saving really even means anything like i haven't i don't so going back to world's end club like i don't even know if i have the option of saving the game it just it seems like it just auto saves every so often um kind of automatically yeah you'll get that like you'll get that message that says like, do not turn off console. Mm -hmm. Like while this animation is on the screen. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, you know, you're right. It's, you, you don't have to save, um, in a lot of the games. That's a good point. Yeah. And even on like what, when I'm doing work, I mean, I do save things, but if I didn't, I could recover it later as long as I didn't wait, wait too, too long yeah. to go back and, and save it. Yeah. Well, so, Oh yeah, you know what? I'm an idiot. So yes, on Word, the floppy disk is still the same. It's still there. So, yeah, I think yeah. so. And um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I think it's interesting the way that the three people who can see vanilla, right? One of them is the descendant of the Shinto priests, right? Pi, and she mentioned that a bunch of times, right? With the sixth sense or whatever. The other one is the main character, which fine, like he's sort of mysterious. He doesn't talk. We don't know much about him, but he comes from somewhere else and arrived recently. And then um, Pochi, who's always playing the video game. And it's not clear why he can see her, uh, but I wonder if it's some kind of like commentary on how this is a video game, right? That we're playing, right? I, I don't know. Like, uh, so he somehow is tuned into the kind of world that they're actually a part of in a way that the other kids are not. That's my theory at this point in the game anyway. Well, I, yeah. 
No, I mean, I had the same questions when I was playing that part. I, I, I kind of had a different theory. I, I think it was kind of, I was thinking it was more like, what were they called? The Thestrals and Harry Potter, where I was like, Ooh. you had to have seen death to be able to, to see that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. He is kind of moody. Um, that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I, that's what I thought it was when I was playing the game. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So he's, he's also like the most often partnered up with Rachel. It seems like they, they're kind of like counterparts uh, pretty frequently, at least in the, the path I've taken so far. Um, but the other alter ego is, is Kansai, who's like the loud mouth, right? He's like trying to be the leader all the time. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the tiger the tiger exactly exactly and that's like his favorite baseball team um the city that they mention uh nishino moya uh is the sister city of spokane so the, the oh. like uh the town that they come from um i recognized it when that when that appeared there and i was like oh that's cool so that's actually a place that I'm hoping to go someday on some kind of exchange program through the, uh, the sister cities program here. So, uh, Oh, wow. That's really, I have to, I have to read up on their, their baseball team, see if they're still in a slump, uh, since the nineties or whatever, when this is set. Yeah. Uh, um, have you been bombarded by, uh, is it, Nyaro, the, the one the, whose dad is a scientist. Yes, Nyaro has awakened her f bomb attack. Oh gosh, yeah, uh, I, I like I like that. I thought that was what is it called? Like for foot bomb or something? Yeah, it's short for foot bomb. What, what did the f? Yeah, foot powered. Um, dude, I got so sick and tired of every time they should prefacing prefacing like everything that you're saying with like as a daughter of a scientist <laughs> you know, blah 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 because at my old job uh when i was working at the accounting firm he got the guy i mean it, this was really shady um he would get like kids to do intern to like do internships uh -huh. um and he'd say that it'd be like an it position and it was like unpaid but they like just did secretary work and like administrative stuff um so not a lot of work on the computer but like every time that then the kid was like you know drexel obviously and i forget what kind of science he was studying but like every time he said something he's like as a, he would always say like as a scientist like i can't and i'm like dude i know you're a fucking scientist like <laughs> there has to be more to you than just like oh as a scientist i can't believe or like as a scientist blah 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 i'm like dude hmm. just shut up um Interesting. So I have some real, some real world experience with, with. I mean, listen, the kid was really nice, but everything he said was like as a scientist, as a scientist. And by the way, I looked him up on LinkedIn the other day, or he popped up, and it's like he's an IT specialist at some company now. So I, I don't think he actually ever became a scientist. Uh, never achieved his dream, just which is a shame. So I guess he was just lying that whole time. I don't know. Yeah, it's like. A, it's clearly a big part of her uh, like identity but also right. it's 
it seems like a sore spot with her, right? Because it's like the whole problem is that her dad didn't really spend much time with her because he was like so dedicated to his work or whatever. Um, and before disappearing, he told her to never give up, right? To become uh, a scientist like him. So it seems to me that it's it's equally like her obsession with, you know, science as part of her identity, but also like a uh, like a an, an emptiness there, like a, a missing that relationship with her father, uh, which that's I feel like that's the most we've gotten about any character so far, um, to up to the point where I am right now. And, and Kansai has something similar, like with his baseball coach or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm curious. I guess what it seems like each of the characters must have some kind of. You know, because they each have a superpower, they each have to they have to have that backstory as well, right? That sort of tragic moment in their in their past. Uh, those seem to go hand in hand. Uh, yeah. So uh, the the superpowers yeah. that you get so far, right? You've got Rachel can throw stuff. Uh, Mo Chan can turn into iron and roll around. And Nioro can Iron Chef drop the F on the Iron Chef, right? Right. Uh, but have you, have you played the level? Uh, like, it's like it's like the snow level. I so I didn't do that route. Um, I think because I okay. I went the way where I didn't meet Yuki until she turns up, kind of suddenly uh, at the the compound. That's- with yeah. the cultists yeah so that yeah that's 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 what i was kind of i didn't want to spoil that if you didn't know that you got another member of the of the party so yeah so okay so you've gotten to the cultists yep um where everyone's wearing like the masks yeah they're each they're each just kind of a letter right like a b c d e yeah and then you have the master guy who looks like the antagonist of season four of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> if you ever watched that. He, uh, it's very creepy. Uh, and he had kind of like a similar, I don't want to say motive, but taking over the world or, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, Maybe it's a reference to that. I mean, that would have been around the same time, I want to say. Uh, or it could have just been like a, a trope. Yeah, um, just out there. I don't know how many of the character designs are oh like it's specifically supposed to be referencing something and there's like a meaning to it in Japanese or it's just like oh they just stole the design yeah hold on well I got some slight earthbound vibes there right with the cultists um they don't look anything like the happy happiests but just the general idea of it uh is similar um this yeah the whole thing with their masks and the letters i didn't i didn't see the point of that uh just seemed like a way to strip them of any individuality um yeah yeah and it turns out they're all brainwashed also just extra Uh, yeah it's a i mean do you have any theories like on, on why they're dressed like that, you know? Uh-uh. No, <laughs> no idea. 
there's also the XXY though. I mean, there's that, there's the letters that Nioro gets from her dad on that slip of paper. So there is something going on with wordplay and letters. We're told that Kobe and numbers. Oh, and numbers. I haven't noticed yet. Well, you mentioned the Zodiac thing last time. Um, we're told that Kobe. Which, by the way. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I'm like, uh, I looked it up after we, we talked last week, and I'm and I don't agree with with these people who are saying that that zodiac symbols are for these for some of the characters. Like they don't make sense to me. But, um, I mean, I guess they are kind of more rooted in, in Japanese culture. But I I swear to God, at one point. Uh, they say that like one of the characters looks like long in the face, and I like that had that had to be like the the horse person, right? Like I think that was a reference. So you'll see it. Okay. Like now that I've pointed it out, but they but they were saying like Aniki was was supposed to be like the horse, I think, and I thought he was the snake. So. Um, mm. Well, Nioro. Anyway, she's got like a little ring around her ponytail, or something. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Chuko they call her like the the rat a few times. Kanzai yeah. is obviously the tiger. Totally. Totally. Yeah, that one's pretty that one's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's something you know, there's very little out, out on the game. Like I was trying to figure out um the differences if at the beginning of the game you say like, you know, when the uh Pyelope, um asks if you recognize her you say yes mm -hmm. and then she's like okay well where do you want to start your journey from um you know but warning like if you start from the there's like more content uh, if you start from the beginning but yeah. i didn't feel like playing the game again so yeah. i'm trying to find it online and i and i wasn't able to uh, um, well yeah and like some of the wikipedias that i went to there it was like we're not putting this up like to avoid spoilers so really um, Interesting. yeah I, I don't think it's necessarily related to like the new game plus aspects of it but it was just like yeah we, we there's just they're not gonna like put it put up like the ending of the game yet so uh it's interesting yeah this is the this is definitely the newest game we've talked about i guess aside from replicant which you've been streaming a little bit of um i mean it's like a brand new game yeah, so it's a little little different than our usual fare here. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I don't know if I'll be able to go back and play more uh, to find out some of my the things I'm curious about. Um, but eh, yeah, it's still enjoyable at this point. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I mean it's definitely worth playing through once. Um, there's a couple questions I have, which is the only reason why I am trying to find out like what happens at New Game Plus if they like elaborate on it. Okay. Um, but I will say I'd like so I did start the game again, um, and I was playing and I got to the game of fate. Yeah. And so like you know like the initial thing that you do, you're standing there in the room with Aniki, and you can either go talk to him or you can go to the group. Yeah. And you go out there, and Nioro, or I can't, I can't pronounce her, I can't pronounce her Japanese name. Um, she gets Tatsun to like look at the wrist, and it's like, oh. 
and then Tatsun gets eliminated immediately. Yeah. Because uh, his task was to, like, what, not look at anyone's wrist, wrist until there was, like, a six minutes left. Yeah, I think so. So I said, okay, I'm going to restart. So I restarted it, and then I let the clock run down and just to see, like, what would happen if oh, I waited my gosh. six minutes. Um, but, but at the 10-minute mark, um, you get taken away because your, your task was, like, to do something by 10 minutes left of the game. So oh. I basically, luckily, luckily, I was just like letting the game run. I was like doing other stuff. Um, I like set an alarm, but like, yeah, when I got back, it was like, oh, I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> oh, sense. I was like, they, so they didn't think of that. Okay, that's brilliant. I had no idea that was a thing you could do. Um, yeah, and I was Not trying to think about so looking at the story to this point. Um, now with the sort of additional twist that vanilla was a ghost the whole time or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know that it really changes much. Um, I, I guess it wasn't super obvious to me that she was a ghost, but just that she was, you know, not ignored. Yeah. She was not on the same like wavelength as everybody else. Um, but it's weird, you know, again, Rachel like doesn't talk. Uh, each of them has like their quirk. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah. I'm, yeah it, it, uh, from, from I, and I think even if you read Vanilla's like character description, it just basically says like people don't pay attention to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's like I don't know if this is just kind of a trope or if there was more to it. And obviously, there there was more to it. But well, it seems to me like it's really like a big group of friends in middle school or something, right? Like you kind of fall into these sort of roles within the group. There's like the louder leader type kids, and then there's the quieter like wallflower type kids uh and everybody sort of i don't know trying to like find the thing that defines them as a person so you know they're prone to say stuff like you know well my dad's a scientist so blah blah blah. or you know they're super obsessed with one or two things um so i think it's actually yeah kind of an interesting and and that kind of thing I haven't really seen in a in a video game, you know, like a a big group of friends where each member of the party, right, like gets sort of um, uh, e- roughly equal development. <laughs> so I think it's a cool, yeah, just like a cool setup to a game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure you probably noticed the parallels, but apparently, uh, I don't know. It, uh, the Stephen King book was kind of an inspiration for this, where oh, it kind of, nice. you know, you kind of have the losers. It, it was, I think, originally the Go Getters Club was going to be called the Losers Club. Um, <laughs> and then you also have Pyelope, who's like the clown, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so apparently, but you know, the, the, 
also stories kind of about adolescence and, and maturing uh, and kind of like, I, I guess, like unlocking your, your hidden potential. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so like each of them having that superpower, right, is again, like just making it more literal than in real life um, that there's, you know, this idea that you have some innate talent or something that makes you unique. And, um, and it seems like in each case, it comes out when they're trying to protect <coughs> their friends or save their, you know, save their friends lives or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yes. Which and I need to go back and watch, but I think that's basically the plot to like Digimon season, the first season. Nice. Where, like they all had those little crests. And then, like, you know, it's like, oh, my Digimon's not going to evolve. And then they get put into these, like, dire situations. And that's when they get stressed out that they, like, can activate their Digimon's, like, <laughs> hidden power. And they can evolve and, like, take on, you know, this ex machina kind of uh, stuff there. Um, what? So, so that's, so that's why, so that's why I, I thought this game was very good. And listen, I don't think Digimon is, is probably the first... Yeah. story to ever like do that kind of stuff but it just that's the only one i'm really familiar with um so to me there's a lot of parallels there and even that had a bunch of you know you had like the, you you had the same tropes you have like the really nerdy guy the yeah. kind of like brooding older brother uh the, the leader the reluctant leader um that kind of stuff i i can't recall getting into digimon or Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, that much but these things are all having like a revival right now also um especially in the form of the trading cards that went with uh like the actual Yu-Gi-Oh card game apparently those are like all much more valuable now than they've ever been um i think you know there's kind of a much like with the old earthbound floppy disk or whatever right? in the same way some of these other uh, properties and media are, are also being sort of like reevaluated at this point. Um, and I do think, I mean, they all, yeah, go back to the same kind of basic stories and, uh, you know, themes and things like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that there's a lot of value in those, no matter whether you're taking them, you know, seriously or just like enjoying them, um, I, I, I think this game does a nice job of like touching on some deeper themes, but also just staying pretty lighthearted and just fun. And like you said, it's it yeah. seems like it's designed to be played in these kind of short bursts. You know, you don't have to like set aside a ton of time to um, to get into it. So. Well, and, and, and like a lot of the, I guess I've never tried, but it seems to me like you can just skip talking to people if you wanted to, mm -hmm. like at the camps. And it's like, you can, I think you could just probably just say like, oh, okay, I don't feel like talking to any of these people. And <laughs> like, you wouldn't actually have to talk to any of them and you could progress the story. Yeah. Um, but I mean, do you, do you find the platforming sections as annoying as i did yeah i gotta say yeah so the things i like about the game you know the visuals the characters um some of the fun and the dialogue and stuff what 
what's less fun and sometimes just frustrating, yeah, is the the way that the platforming and not even just that, but like the way that it works with the animation, it just seems really yeah. clunky. It's like you're essentially running for a screen or two and then it's like, okay, now we're back to cinematic sequence, you know? And they just they cut back and forth so much that it does it really seems like they're there isn't that much to the platforming. Um, it seemed, I, this really stood out to me in the moment. So when you're like about to escape the cultists, right? This, uh, this monster appears and you have to use the bombs to stay ahead of the monster. It starts breaking through the wall and then it finally comes through the wall. And the final attack you do on it is a combo between the bomb and then the throw with Racho. So it seemed like it seemed like they were going to at some point kind of have you jump back and forth between characters and use their abilities in tandem and sort of like sort of more complex stuff, but they don't even really make you do it there. They just sort of like allow that to happen all, all through the comic book kind of cutaway things. And I was like, thank you. That's like so merciful of the game to like not force me to be that precise. Um, but on the other hand, you know, you can see where if the platforming was better, that could be really fun to like get to do that sort of jumping between characters and powers and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a big letdown besides the rest of the game. I feel like. I, I think it's like the worst of both worlds because <laughs> the platforming and puzzle solving like sucks, right? Like they, 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 I guess they wanted to put something in there that was yeah. more than just reading text to keep people engaged. But the platforming is so bad and the puzzle solving is so mundane that you don't get any kind of sense of accomplishment, right? Like yeah. you don't feel like, oh, wow, I did a good job. Or that was a tough level or, oh, wow, that was a hard puzzle. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just like there to eat time. I don't, I can't think of any... I, it's not like they really like add to the story at all. Yeah, they're just mm. kind of there, and they're so yeah, they're just so basic that it's just to me it was just a complete waste of time to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, you know, I I, I, I guess to contrast this against DLR nine nine nine, you know, those puzzles, some of them didn't make sense. But at least a lot, a lot of them, at least, you know, they would kind of have clues or add to the lore mm -hmm. um, or prompt like discussions about some of the, the themes of the game and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, these are just so mundane. And I, I and I have to imagine it's because it was an Apple game and people would be playing this on their cell phone. Yeah. And so they didn't want to make it like too precise. But it's like it's it is so clunky, and your characters react so slowly. Yeah. Um, that I, I I mean, there was a couple bosses where I died like ten times easily. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, there's no reason for other than the controls are very very slow to respond. So you really have to just know right. ahead of time what you need to do. <laughs> like, right. Right. Yeah. yeah it's just. It, it's it's nothing. That's like the, again. That's the only thing that like soured this game for me. It was like any time I had to play those sections, I was just trying to get through them as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so so say something else. Well, I was I was just thinking about the the way that the kids each have their special power. Um, it seems like they are uh, different enough that it would have been hard to, um, you know, get all of that into this game without making it a lot more like complex, you know? Um, but, uh, they, they don't even let you move in, you know, three dimensions. Um, so they, they really are kind of like limited in, in what they're able to do as far as the platforming. Um, it's so it's for, for all the really beautiful visuals and stuff, it, it plays worse than most, you know, of the old 2d platformers from back in the old days that, um, were, well, I guess it's it's worse than like any of them that I can think of. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, you were touching on you know the story aspect and how um, each of the characters kind of gets explored uh, in depth, but like it's the complete opposite in terms of their special abilities yeah. and what they can do. Because just as you learn it and get the hang of it, it's like you never use it again. That's it. Right. Like you just use it once for like a very basic puzzle and then you move on. So like, yeah, there's, I, 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 you know, like you were saying, like that's, it, it would be cool if you could combine some of the, the powers and like in later levels, you have to switch between the two. Mm -hmm. Like you never have control of more than one character. Yeah. At time. yeah. Um, and, and so it's just, yeah, it's, it's so underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, that is just, again, disappointing and a complete waste of time in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I'm thinking of, um, you know, so Rachel's ability to throw stuff, uh, the controls on that are awful. Uh, so they eventually just give you essentially like an auto targeting system. Um, yes. Where it's just like, yes. you just tap the button and it, it just hits the thing right in the face, right? But like back on... Um, Super Nintendo, you had uh, Yoshi's Island, where Yoshi can throw yes. his eggs, and it's like it's beautiful and like fun, and um, you have to have good timing, and it's smooth, and it's not frustrating. Like so, like they solved that design problem, you know, 20, 30 years ago at this point, um, and yet this game is still like terrible when <laughs> they try to implement it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's bizarre. I, I really understand why they tried to implement platforming into a visual novel mm -hmm. um it just it, I, I guess i get what they were going for caters to like a younger audience and the puzzle solving doesn't you know because as a teenager would i have been able to figure out a lot of the puzzles and Nine, well, first off, probably wouldn't have been playing 999 in VR. But yeah, I mean, some of those puzzles were pretty complicated. Yeah. Um, so I could see people getting stuck on those. But like, again, these are so basic. They're just, they're not even puzzles. They're yeah. like a tutorial. Repeatedly. But like, yeah. after you get through the tutorial, you never use it again. So it's like, who cares? <laughs> right. Right. Well, I guess this is all to say that the, not get to like hone your skills in terms of um, 
That's disappointing. You know, getting to use them again very often, aside, I think, from, like, a great show. That's disappointing. Yeah, I was, I was hoping that at some point later in the game, you would be jumping forth, like, back and forth between the different characters. Um, yeah, again, having to work in tandem at certain points. Um, oh, well. So much for that. Uh, yeah, I, I think the... Uh, the password puzzles and stuff are like hilariously simple. Uh, but also, I guess if you can't get them, there's like a hint button right there, uh, which I, I haven't tried using. I don't know if eventually it just like gives you the answer or what, but yeah, they, they do seem to really want people not to uh, give up uh, and get stuck in the game at any point here. Which is good. It's laudable. Yeah, I just I, I, I don't know how much more accessible those those sections are to to children. Again, mm-hmm. it's like to the target audience. Yeah. Um, because I assume that that's what they're trying to go for. But yeah, to me, it's just a big swing and a miss, and I, you know. It, and that seems to be kind of like the general consensus on like the online reviews that I've read. It's like, yeah, the story's good and it's engaging and it's fun and lighthearted, but the the platform is just terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, I wonder if it um if it is something they would revisit, you know, um, as they kind of work out the kinks. Um, go back and and flesh that gameplay out a little bit more in a later release. I don't know if this is, you know, something they're setting up to try to be a uh, a series like um, the Danganronpa ones and uh, the Zero Escape, you know. I kind of yeah, I assume I haven't so. read anything about I haven't, I haven't read anything about that. Um, I'm sure it's going to depend on how well this game does, but yeah. If they do a sequel, they need to, to steer away from the platform or, or make some major changes to it. Like, again, the puzzles are just so basic, but um, I'll stop bashing the game for now. No, I'll try to be more of an optimist. It's fine. I I mean, I think there's, even within the, like, the frame of what they're doing uh, with all these characters, they they set themselves up to like have to split up the group in all these different ways. I I just feel like that on the one hand would be really fun to then get to do things with those characters working together. But on the other hand, I guess it would be pretty complex. You know, it'd be, it'd be quite difficult, I guess, from a design perspective to make that work smoothly. And, um, like keep everything straight, uh, especially if like as the characters uh, like choose different options and the story branches, I could see that getting pretty confusing. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I agree because like you were saying earlier with like how many different powers there are. Um, I mean, I guess if you had the groups limited to four, and those were the only ones that you had. Like if those were the only four powers that you knew you could use for a certain puzzle, yeah, um, I guess it'd be kind of 
use process of elimination to figure it out. But no, I mean, it. I think it's just supposed to be an accessible game. And it ended up just turning into to a frustrating, uh, <laughs> I don't know, waste of time, I felt like. Bummer. Uh, yeah. So as we're learning more about these characters, they uh, call themselves... Yeah, like you said, the uh, the Go Getters Club, and in the Japanese version, I think it's the Ganbari. It sounds like what they're saying is Ganbari, which means something like um, "try harder, not giving up." So okay. it's like um, it's like a cultural thing in Japanese. It it looks like you know like uh, it's not the same word that Nioro uses for like. Um, never giving up or whatever, uh, like her big thing, right. her big phrase, um, but kind of along the same lines, like this this feeling like um, you just have to persevere and your willpower is what's going to get you through. Um, okay. Yeah. Is that one of those like Japanese words that, that just doesn't have a, an English analog? Well, so... Th- the first thing that came up when I looked it up here is an article that's like comparing it to this idea of grit in okay. English. We have this word grit, right? And it's kind of like a trendy thing in education now to talk about grit as a determining factor in student success, like more so than their, um, what, like native gifts or whatever, their, their inborn talent or something. Like we don't, generally worry about that as much and we worry more about like ways to just keep motivated uh but i don't know like i mean i I was just gonna say yeah i was just gonna say like the the way that that um plays out with the go-getters club uh is pretty interesting right because they they do each have this like special ability um, that seems to sort of define each one of them. Um, They do tend to split up, right? And uh, they don't always stay together. Although they do always seem to come back together afterwards. Um, So it just seems like the game is uh, playing on that idea of like, you know, this... So in, in, in American cultural values, we, we care a lot about, you know, being a go-getter or like trying to um, climb the ladder, basically, right? Uh, and then this idea of, of Ganbari in Japanese, it seems like it's kind of exploring that um, and uh, questioning it a little bit, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all I was thinking about for that at this point. I, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that one while I was playing it, but yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, and yeah, it's interesting that they always kind of come back together and it's the, you know, the friendship. Now, granted, I think it's almost out of necessity that they keep on coming back to each other, Yeah. right? I mean, it's like, uh, a lot of the times just like, oh, you know, they, they hear walkie talkie or something like that. They go and like try to help the other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it's one of those like friendships will 
always overcome whatever is thrown their way. It, yeah. Uh, well, the, like the the uh, the song that they sing while they ride the bike, like the twelfth person bike or whatever. Beautiful. Uh, their their theme song. Yeah, yeah. So I, I found that really than, uh, What's the one? What's the one from I? Uh, the Rainbow, Rainbow Arrow. Something, something. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I love I love that bike as they're riding along through the sunset away from the crazy cult that tried to kill them. Uh, and they just sing together. Beautiful. All right. You know what? What? Yeah, I was going to say they weren't trying to kill them, but uh, no, they, they were actually. So, yeah. As far as I know, at this point, they have that guillotine. They're planning to make a sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. No, I, like at first, I just thought it was like they ran away because they thought. But no, yeah, you're right. They were trying to actually kill them, which is pretty morbid for this game, <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, because uh, uh, at the beginning, you think everyone's dying. Like at the initial game of Fate, you, know, you think everyone's dying. Yeah. Um, and then it, they, they kind of say, ah, actually, this is all just kind of a hoax. But yeah, you get to the cultists, and it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, they actually were good that they were like actually going to kill them. Like I could see that being like the kids thought that the the cultists were trying to kill them, and it's like that really wasn't what was supposed to be like going on. Like they just misinterpreted it. But no, yeah, they they actually the cultists were trying to kill them. <laughs> They're doing something <laughs> mysterious down there in the basement too. Like we run past their altar at one point, um, and Mike, you know the god figure there is the thing that you're trying to defeat in that first bit of the gameplay right the um like the flash forward sequence there so clear yeah clearly mike is up to something and we'll we'll see more of that later on i guess um yeah and that so it's interesting that that's like revealed along with vanilla it's like right after that that she disappears. Um, I don't know quite what to make of that, but like the suggestion seems to be like there's there's definitely supernatural stuff going on. Um, so whatever Vanilla yeah. is, Mike Mike could be something like her, right? Those X's in the sky are things that only the three kids can see who see Vanilla, so. Yeah. 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 Um, when I was playing the game, I'll I'll tell you my theories after because okay. I don't I don't want to <laughs> give you any ideas or, or try to you know I guess yeah I, I don't want to taint your your um, thoughts of, of the game going forward. But uh, yeah, I thought it was I I thought the cultists were just very weird how they just were all dressed the same. With different heights and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. But, hmm. I don't know. Uh, so I assume that you're going to continue to play this, right? This isn't a, oh, I'm already fed up with the game. No, no, I, I'm i willing to keep going with it. You know, I feel like I've made good progress. Uh, I'll see it through. This might take me a little while. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty lighthearted game, and like you were saying earlier, you, you have ten minutes, you can advance the story a little bit, then you mm -hmm. can put it back down. You, you 
you don't have to be like completely engrossed in it to, to get lost in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so it sounds like, I mean, we can keep going with this for at least another week or two. Um, yeah. There's, well, I guess there's lots of other new games out there we could discuss. I think Replicant being high on that list. Um, but yeah, any other requests or like proposals for a game for later in the summer here? Uh, I mean, you mentioned Stardew Valley. I think that'd be a good one. Right on. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got, let me let me look into it. I don't know. We have to come up with some kind of like nice summer themed game. Um, yeah. Oh, that was one. That was one um, of the things so that. Uh, but... Green Hell uh, is kind of a cool game. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. Uh, I'm not sure. If it, it's kind of like survival, uh, but there's story mode. Green. Really, it looks really hard though. Oh my god. Green Hell. Um, you can like watch a Twitch video of it. It it looks pretty hard, but it's. And it also just came out on Xbox recently. I had not heard of it. Oh. It was originally PC. Cool. Uh, yeah, if you guys cool. wanna, I'll send a link. I'll hook up a link, and then you guys can like check it out and see what you think. Awesome. I just got an Xbox. I'm playing Rust. Yeah, that's, oh, wow. what, that's what I told Steve. Yeah, that you just got up on this uh, Xbox train. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm the only one without one at this point. Uh, but I'm glad that you guys can stream on there. <clears throat> Listen, Wes, I'll, I'll make you a deal. If GameStop stock hits $1,000 a share, <laughs> I will buy you an Xbox that, or PS5. That's I'll, call, I'll call my buddy. My buddy. You know, as part owner of GameStop, I'll call my buddies and see if we can hook you up. <laughs> How is that doing, by the way? Oh, dude, it was doing great until it went down eighty dollars a share today. Dang. It was up to like three three twenty like two days ago. And then it just they had their uh annual shareholders meeting and like all the news that came out was good and then like the, the stock just tanked. Oh no. Aww. So that makes so, no sense. I mean, it's still at like it's like it's still like two hundred and twenty dollars, but uh, okay. I'm not too worried about it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, but I'll take I'll take you up on that offer. No problem. Yeah, thousand dollars a share. I also told myself that if I did, if I got to a thousand dollars a share, I would get a GameStop themed tattoo on me somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what I would get. I don't know why I made it. I've, I've, I've always just wanted a tattoo and I've never had like a good excuse. So I feel like oh, yeah, this would be a good one. Um, Getting my first tattoo. Yeah. With my sister. We're going to get three of swords off of tarot cards. Ooh. I'm excited. So you can always tell your fortune at any time. You just have to find your tattoo. Yeah, I think I might do my um, my tarot card for like my birthday as well. 
I'll just do like a spread of tarot cards. So I'll just tell my own future. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. I like that. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off here. I th- I heard William crying right. really loud, so I think I might need to go uh, and see about that. So, thanks All again. Right. Yeah, I think I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I think next week we'll just continue talking about this game, and then we'll try to come up with other ideas for for games. Yeah. Um, to, to play moving forward. Well, Stardew and Green Hell seem like they would make a nice pair, actually. <laughs> Those two seem like an interesting right. counterparts to each other. So, cool suggestion. Right. Sounds like good. It. For real. All right, y'all. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Take it easy. Bye, everybody. Night. Night. <laughs> 